Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, lovely people. It's an amazing week. Not only is it the start of spring, but it's also the start of the Stay Stop Solution. So if anyone's going through that with me and Ellie right now, a special shout out to you. It's our three-month program and... You know, there's so much love in there. We had our first masterclass yesterday and people have already had some true insights that are making a real profound impact on their life. So uh, a super special shout out to anybody who's on that journey with us. And uh, if you're really excited about that and that you feel like you want to come and get involved in the next group, we don't know exactly when it's going to launch, but we do have a wait list. Um, People are putting their name on there, so please come and put yours on there if this is something that you think you might be interested in. You'll find the link to the wait list in the show notes. Um, And yeah, very, very excited to see how this uh, uh how this grows and evolves going forwards now look it's such an amazing week like i said i'm looking out the window and, the, and i've got a clear blue sky and it's wonderful and i'm very grateful for that but at the same time there's some really difficult things happening in the world right now and uh there's some really difficult things to watch on the tv unfolding and our friends in ukraine are suffering a lot and it can feel like a weight to to look at that despite us being grateful for the safety that we're in it can be really hard to watch other people going through that pain and that struggle so we've got someone with us today we've got my best buddy matt siegel with us um another bird so siegel being his second name not quite spelled exactly like siegel but you know it sounds like it so that counts but matt lives in poland and we met out there and he's been seeing some beautiful wonderful things unfold and um it's just a different perspective um on on what's going on in the world right now which i think is important because so much of what we see is negative and um we have to remember that there's some wonderful things going on out there right now as well so if that appeals to you come and tune into the podcast it was a wonderful discussion matt is full of love and uh, i'm so so glad that we've had the opportunity to record this okay see you there this is a different one i'm beyond excited for this i've got my best pal matt here and matt here because well for one first and foremost he's my best pal i love him to pieces we've shared a lot together he's just an overwhelming just he's full of love and uh you know everyone who ever comes into contact with this man always leaves with a smile on their face and uh recently i shared um a video that he'd made about what's happening out in ukraine and poland because he he lives in poland um with ellie and uh, we were just like oh, why haven't we spoken to matt on the podcast we need to get this dude on and uh yeah, I met Matt in Poland. We've been really close. We've worked really closely together in a number of different kind of like work environments. And we've always had so much fun, man. Even when it's got really stressful, we've always had a blast. So uh, I'm so glad for you to be here. You're so welcome, man. Thank you. Yeah, now I've been obviously listening in quite a bit. So yeah, it's definitely strange to be on the other side, but yeah, I'm really glad I could be here. Strange, yes, but hopefully it's nice. Hopefully oh, it's yeah, like an, a nice big cuddle. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to get to know you because... Uh, I, when, when Sam shared that video, so I was, I was having a bit of a moment in amongst all the stuff that's going on. And Sam said, there's a video on my timeline, go and watch it, please. And it was this video of you and it was just what I needed to hear. And, uh, it was just so, you know, the, the subject matter is so difficult, but the message was just so spot on and perfect in terms of lifting you up 
you know, like we go into these states of collapse with the nervous system and, and that that is going to happen, but we don't want to get stuck there. And so you were like this little glimmer that got me out of that state of collapse. And then, of course, when we're mobilized, we're more able to take action and, and do things that are um, uh, positive and productive. And, and and then since then, I just shared with you before we started recording that I've since forwarded the, the same um, or shared the same video and I've yeah. forwarded people to it, signposted people to it. And I've had so many people come back to me and go, oh, thank you so much for that video of that wonderful man. So you, you're becoming the little celebrity and it's just, <laughs> so it's wonderful. And Sam and I had talked about you. He was telling me, you know, just all of the wonderful things about, your connection and you know I, I could feel it coming through so we were like we have to get you to come on and have a chat with us so I'm super super thrilled to have you here today. oh me too no I'm, I'm, it's really nice to hear I mean yeah I didn't really know, you know I, what what I was making the video for I just felt it was important to, to say it because yeah there has been a lot going on um mm. but yeah I think what you're saying it's you know at some point over the last couple of weeks, everyone's having bad moments, bad days. And it's that that old thing. I've been I've been on a bit of a diet for the last six months and, and it reminds me of that. It's like when you're on a diet, it's like, well, if you can, don't don't let a bad meal turn into a bad day. And, and if you have a bad day, don't let it turn into a bad week. And if you have a bad mm. week, don't turn it into a bad month. Just get back on it. Um mm. and yeah, so I think that's very true for what we're going through at the minute. It's all right to have a really bad day. Um mm. and you know, it's perfectly acceptable, but just trying to pick yourself up is is important, uh, definitely. Mm. So, yeah. Just for those, so for anyone who's wondering, like, what this video is about, obviously we'll link it so you can go see it. But essentially, there's all this stuff going on with Ukraine. There's a, there's a lot of suffering right now. There's a lot of uh, really difficult scenes. And a lot of us, are, you know, you know, you're much closer to it, Matt. You're in Poland. But like many of us, we're watching it from the comfort of our own home. But it's still like really difficult it's really difficult to yeah. watch and 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 like our news is filtered and there's obviously obviously such a negative slant to so much stuff and you basically just came on and said well look here's a list of incredible things i've seen in poland in the last week and yeah. it was so touching man like and um ellie was talking about there's something about there's a story that you were telling about the hamster which yeah yeah <laughs> so, so it's a great place yeah. to start so share that with people so i think yeah so um over the last oh, i don't even know how many days it's been um we've had sort of two groups of people come and stay with us um, that I picked up from the border. And that was the second group. And it was really quite a random connection, really. Um, I have a Instagram for the books that I read um, and book naked, if anyone's interested. It's awesome as well. It's very cool. Yeah. So I just kind of got into that and I do collect books a bit. Um, and there's a guy I, occasionally chatted to from Canada and I'd bought a couple of books from him um, and he wrote to me and said oh how's it going in Poland this was before the war but like how are people feeling and we had a bit of a chat and you know he's a, he's a super smart guy so we we're talking about what was going on and he mentioned he had some friends in Ukraine and I said look if, if no it was then after when the war had started I said look if they head to Poland I'm happy to help anywhere I can and he linked kind of linked me up through Instagram with this woman. Um, and I reached out to her and said, look, if you come in, contact me, feel free. And um, but she didn't, and I which I can understand because, you know, not I've not even met her friend. Um, mm -hmm. so he sent me a message saying, look, my friend's kind of waiting on the border. She's had this awful ordeal. She traveled by train from Kiev uh, to Lviv 
Lviv and she was on the train from Lviv to the border and it was just pandemonium trying to get on trains you know people uh, you can you can imagine just hundreds and hundreds of people um and you know he sent me a screenshot and she was just obviously exhausted and she didn't know where she was going and what to do and I I just got in touch and said look um, I'll come and get you I'll drive and pick you up and um I sent her you know because she doesn't know me some random bloke I sent her a picture of my ID I was like look send this to people this is who you're going to be with here's a link to my wife's Facebook profile and Instagram and here's pictures of like me and her and, and my daughter um to try and you know make her feel comfortable um and so I, I drove it's about to that point it was about four hours um and she'd just been waiting in a cafe and she'd spoken and they, they were happy to let her wait there. And um, when it picked up, she was quite nervous. And, and I said, look, you come and stay with us. And um, oh, you know, I don't want to get in your way. And it's like, no, you're not going to be in the way. Just, just come. We've got, you know, plenty of space. And she said, well, we have a, we have a pet. And I was like, where? You know, don't, don't see a dog or a cat. Or, and um, her son just pulled out this little hamster ball. And there was um, Orion, or, or Orion, uh, you pronounce it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he travelled all the way from, she, sorry, kept getting corrected by Narayan. Um, she travelled all the way from, from Kiev with them. Um, and I, you know, got in the car and sent, we have like a little street WhatsApp. And I just sent a message like, hey, does anyone have like an old aquarium or an old cage for this hamster? Um, which no one did, but our neighbour went out and just bought a brand new cage with the wheel and all the like food and everything. Um, and yeah, and when we got in, it was yeah, about four hours later, the, the, the lad had been sleeping most of the way back and um, he came in and, you know, there was the cage and, and it was just... It, just the difference it made and, and was saying this to my neighbor like he didn't even put take his bag off or let you know undo his coat it was just straight in wanting to get him in get the you know get it set up and like he didn't even take his coat off before the hamster was in there and it's, it's you know it was just a really nice moment uh, for him mm -hmm. after such an ordeal um and then yeah and then from there it was the next day so we got in about eight or nine um and the next day I was in at work at eight in the morning teaching and just went out for 15 minutes on my break. And obviously the kids are talking about it. The staff are talking about it. And yeah, I just made that little video. Um, and I, I missed out. I mean, I, that was off the back of like three very crazy days because I think mm. I made that on Wednesday. So Sunday I drove to a different part of the border um, about six hours from, from us and met a woman I'd met at a conference five years ago and her daughter and her friend and her son and a dog and a cat um, and met them at like four in the morning and drove straight back to the house and they'd already they weren't staying with us when the second group arrived because we'd found them a flat like almost instantly for free um, so it'd been a really full-on few days and I was super tired I still had quite tired but I was super tired and just yeah and just kind of made that little video and um, wanted to share what I was seeing and I think it is becoming more like common knowledge I know the BBC are out here and and you know interviewing people and things like that but just felt it was important because it's really stressful right now mm. um mm. but just to to maintain that and 
you know, we all feel kind of helpless. Um, but as I said in the video, we're, we're not helpless. We're not helpless. Like we, we can't fix what's going on, um, but but we can all help. And, and so many of us are. So yeah, that's that's how it kind of kicked off really. And I can report that all the animals are doing perfectly well um, as our Yay. human guests as well. Everyone's, every one of our guests has, has now been set up in a sort of, more than temporary place and um, so people have just been amazing come forward with free flats and mm. things like that so yeah um our groups are doing fine uh, at the moment yes, which is it's so beautiful and i just i just love that you uh that you use the the word guest for them you know the guest, animal guests and human guests it's like just this that the warmth the you you are indeed a very special person and i'm sure you. that you you would probably say oh no i'm not and there's and, and we'll come on to it you can tell us a little bit more about what's happening what else you're seeing in terms of the the groundswell of human kindness that's around because we don't um we don't often uh think that way but what like what you've described you know i um i told you that there was going to be tears and they were mine i started to go because that's all right <laughs> the ha I mean the hamster story really like stuck out for me anytime I've mentioned the hamster I've gone like straight into tears so the hamster is going to become the official mascot of the podcast no um, but the, the there's just something so beautiful about like that that story you've got such such pain and difficulty that I can only try to imagine and then on the other side of it like such beauty the that vision of the little guy going in to put his little hamster in his rightful place like it's just I in in some ways a really small thing like in the big mm. scheme of it, but it's these moments that really really matter I, I couldn't agree more I mean especially for the kids you know the, mm. all mm. the kids a lot of the kids were sort of hearing about oh they're, they're doing all right you know and it's like well they are but, you know, trauma with kids can can come on a bit later and just mm. how much those little gestures can can help, like a teddy bear at the border or, um, you know, the first group we had the two kids and the first, yeah, the first night, well, the night they were with us, you know, we got pizza in and Coke and ice cream and, and you know, they loved it. And just those little things, I do think it makes a difference. Um, mm. As I say, I'm under no illusions that it's going to, fix everything but if it can just set kids moving in a positive way they're in a different country the languages are different um you know ukrainian and polish they overlap but they're not the same mm -hmm. um but yeah and i think what what i've described what we've done um, you know at home is is being repeated all over the country I, I saw a lovely quote it was um a ukrainian woman or i can't remember but um she said i i, I was I felt like if I asked the helpers that met us at the border to get us a dinosaur, they'd probably come back with one in about half an hour. You know, it was just everyone was doing whatever they could to to help. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really, really positive and it's just been so nice at a horrible time to see how just how much regular people are stepping up. And the vast majority, really the vast majority of people are. Um it's remarkable, you know, that mm -hmm. we've got, I think it's a pushing on for one and a half million people in the country now. 
and there's no massive refugee camps you know journalists are coming over and, and then they're not here because they're in people's homes they're in people's yeah. spare flats um, I mean, obviously, some people are in temporary accommodation as well, but like hotels have been opening up. Um, my wife was in Warsaw for work and uh, she's staying in quite a nice hotel in the centre of Warsaw. And she said they've dedicated an entire floor to Ukrainian families um, with like free food and things like that. So, mm. yeah, it's been been really, really positive. Um, I was saying before we started just that that feeling that, you know, I'm a great believer that the vast majority of people are positive and are kind, like they are kind. We're led to believe that's the opposite. You know, mm. you always hear people saying, oh, I left my wallet in the restaurant and you'll never believe it. Someone handed it in. <laughs> well, actually, you probably should be more shocked if someone nicked it. Um, mm. Because mm. I don't, I know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that I've met in my life and very few of them would pocket a, a wallet most of them would hand it in. Like the fact, all of them, I would, I would have it. I guess. Mm. But we are kind of led to believe that you can't trust people. People, you know, they're out to get you. But what we're seeing here is that's that's not really the case. Um, yeah. You know, I it's, think if you start by just trusting people, yeah. You know, you're not you're going to be let down far, far less than you're going to be proven right at the end of yeah. the day. I think it's where we're coming at. I think, you know, we have a media that works on reactive psychology a lot, has headlines, you know, we're, we're often like appealing to that kind of, you know, marketing effectively. And the truth is at the core of who we really are, like below the kind of ego and the constructs we have of who we think we are, like we're all deeply connected in the same mm -hmm. way that everything is connected to each other. And in that space, it's just consciousness. We're all made of the same stuff. And we you know, all the other stuff is after the fact. And so, you know, our egos are always like feeling incomplete, looking for more, like they're always like, you know, perhaps like, um, able, like there's, it's much easier to manipulate that place. And it's easier. It depends who we're talking about when we're talking about the people's core and human nature to me, it's far, far deeper than some changing idea of who we are or this idea of Sam or, or Matt or Ellie. It's way deeper than that. It's like, it's, it's the foundation of what it is to be existing it's awareness and that as soon as you tap into that something that shocks people enough like what's going on now to push people into that space is amazing because so much wisdom in what you said man i think when we try to fix things or when we try to help people we accidentally very often just do the both do the opposite because that's not people actually they don't necessarily want like sympathy they're like no that's not like empathy is very different it's like I, like if you understand where i'm at like you're going to understand that you can't fix me and that i don't need you know sympathy as such i just need human human to human relationship i need the things mm -hmm. that are important that matter and um you know love and all these things that you're seeing that long list of stuff that you saw it's just so powerful and it's impacting in ways that we never even know like straight off the back of your video i me and ellie started chatting and we were like We've, we've got to do something like let's organize something so we put something together for it will have passed by the time this airs we put together a fundraiser and then other people are talking to other people and like that like you said you use the language like the drops turning into a like a tidal wave effectively right yeah. and um that's what i see and i'm so glad that's what totally. you're seeing yeah totally i mean just little things but, you know um my friend i mean i've got like a facebook birthday fundraiser which is like silly money now you know i was like oh, i'll put in the cost of a pint and it's, a, I mean, the exchange rates are nuts, but it's like four and a half thousand pounds now. <gasps> That's sweet. My, my friend uh, Paddy over here, 
uh, of Irish, obviously. Um, he was said, mentioned to some friends that, oh, I'm going to go shopping and drop some stuff in at the, the collection point in his town in Poland. So I was like, oh, what's your PayPal? I'll, I'll chuck you some some euros and you can you can buy some more. And he's like, oh, I'll put a Facebook post up. And he's, he got, um, yeah, 5,000 euros. And wow. he's like, like my, my fundraiser goes direct to the charity. So I'm like done. He's got yeah. like 5,000 euros. And he's like, he's, he, I don't know how many shopping trips he's been on. Um, but, you know, he's been buying sleeping bags and everything. Um, so, you know, you start off thinking, oh, just be something small. And, and it's not. And even if it is, if enough people are doing it, it is making mm. a massive difference. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just been incredible, the, all the little things that I have seen. And, and I didn't even mention, there was one I wanted to mention in that video, and, and I don't think I did. It was I was driving back um, from picking up the second group, and I stopped for petrol and saw a Ukrainian cow, Ukrainian license plate, and a German van behind them. And they were talking and had their phones out. And I thought, oh, I'll go and see if they need some help because the, the lady in my car spoke, spoke very good English. thought she could translate. They were doing fine. And I said, oh, can I help? And they were like, oh, we're just booking a hotel room for these people so they can rest. You know, these just random German guys coming back from a business trip pulled over. And it's just amazing. It really was. It, it, and it still is amazing. Um, I, I could go on and, and on and on. I mean, there's so many things have happened. I, I was trying to help online. Um, a, a friend posted that a family of nine needed accommodation. And I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to find that? And I went to speak to my boss, the, the, the owners of this international school I work for. And they were like, oh, well, actually we're renovating an office, turning it into an apartment. They could stay there. By the time I got back to my friend and he got back to his friend who were dealing with the family, They'd already been offered another place for nine people. Wow. It's just like, oh, it, utterly incredible. Um, so yeah, it's, it has been, it's been, and it is continuing to be tough time. I think the key thing is to keep it going. Um, mm. You know, Poland is running out of space, you know, frankly, there's just so many people, but keeping it going, keeping the volunteers going and people's spirits up. But so far, it's it is working you know mm. it's coming together Definitely. i think that's why things like your videos are so important because it can be very easy to lose hope and it can you know we, we've always got this choice between doubt or faith and doubt has obviously a very different energy attached to it and when we find ourselves in that place of hopelessness and anxiety we we don't affect change but when we can choose faith it feels really really different and mm. that's where the magic happens and so I think all of, all of these touch points and, and in particular like just the impact of that one video on I don't know how many people now but that that helps people to make that choice to choose faith over doubt. And it's like this, this ripple effect, because I, I completely agree with you. The, I, I, I don't like to think how long this could go on for, but we have to keep on keeping on. Um, yeah. 
you know, they going back to like that, it just really touched me when you said that the word guest, because that these that we don't know these people that but they're our friends. Yeah. They're they're our neighbors, they're they're us. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, on, on both sides, like when you were describing the going and collecting, going and collecting the person from the bottom, you know, to the extent of, well, you know, here's my ID and here's my, you know, the Facebook link to my wife. And, and it's like, yeah, God, like, I, got, I can't imagine being on the other side, like being so terrified, mm. but to, to, to be met with such warmth and compassion and love, you know, and even just the, the simple uh, fact of meeting you today, it's like I already feel like I know you. Yeah. You know, you already feel that connection. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's, there's just so much, um, you know, going back to, right, so it's very, very difficult, really challenging, but the, the wonders that can be found in it, you know, this, this thing, there is always a gift to be found in even the most terrible things I, I believe. And it can be very hard to see it at the time, mm. but there's, there's just so much wonder here. It's, it's, it's great. It really yeah, is. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, I won't go into too much detail, but, but the second um, lady I picked up, she, she was quite skeptical because she didn't know me and, um, you know, but very quickly she became quite comfortable and we were talking a lot on, in the car kind of let her lead so I thought she might just want to sleep but she said no no I want to chat and and she was saying oh well you know most people aren't like you and aren't going to be like you they aren't going to be helpful I said oh I'm not sure about that let's let's have a chat you know 24 48 hours and, and see and, and as she was leaving our home after a couple of nights and we were moving her into a new place I said, I told you, I told you you'd meet some more people like me. And, and, and I think she's definitely seen that. Um, and that's, and, and I can understand, you know, that skepticism coming to a new country and things like that, but it's just coming back to that. Most people are really decent. They're just, the, mm. the non-decent ones are just super loud, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, but us quiet, nice people are in the majority by far. So yeah, but it's yeah, and, and yeah, no, no point. I've not really heard many people referring to having refugees in their home. You know, it's often that language of like friends and guests mm. and and things like that. And I think language is really important, as you know, mm. myself and Sam met through teaching language. Um, it is important, and I know at times there was something you said to me quite a few years back now, and. Um, for people who don't obviously won't know, my my dad died um, three and a bit years ago, and you, Sam, were the first person that made me realise it. But I've always referred to it as my dad's death, and we were we were driving from Liverpool to our Stonyhurst, and and you pointed that out to me. You said, "Oh, you've not referred to it as anything else," and and I, it wasn't a conscious thing, but I do think language is important. It does. What, I mean, what I was pointing to there is that I think the, in the West, we have euphemisms for things that make mm. us feel uncomfortable. And um, I thought it was really powerful that you, to me, the way that you'd always said my dad's death, it signaled to me that you had from the very moment it happened, just let go and accept it as difficult as it was. Mm. Um, and man, you know... <sighs> I, you know, I'm privileged to have, to have, to have met your dad. What a wonderful yeah. soul. And, um, 
you know, it was such a, within a second of meeting you, dude, I knew that there was just such a strong, I don't know, there was so much love in you, so much connection. Oh, and Ro- Romance at first sight. <laughs> we knew we were besties as soon as we met yeah. each other. And that experience of, you were so there for me through so much of the alcohol journey, you supported me through all sorts of stuff, just, just sat, you know, lifted me up when I was low, you know, elevated me when I was, you know, up high. And like, to me, that's a marker of a great mate. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was such a wonderful to see you go through that in the way that you did. And, you know, people won't know this, but you know, you had two incredibly intense experiences really close, right? You had the death of your dad and you had the birth of your daughter, very, very close. And um, he met that with so much equanimity. Like it was, it was beautiful. I mean, the processes, I mean, my, my dad was very ill. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer a year before he died. Um, and it, it was, I mean, it sounds stupid. It's never easy. But uh, yeah, his death was really hard. He was in a lot of pain um, for, the, I mean, for months. But the last eight weeks he was in a hospice. And yeah, I was flying between Poland and having, you know, the baby scans and then coming over. And that, for about six weeks, I was doing like four days in Britain, four days in Poland and back and forth yeah and it was hard it was but I, I always you know and I always say this is sort of my mantra but like stuff like that's supposed to be hard yeah like you'd be worried if it was easy and <laughs> yeah. um, you know I remember you know my dad was always worrying even when he was so ill oh I'm you know I'm just upset because it's hard for you and it's like you would you be happy if it was easy you know and I was just like no all right dad yeah okay like this stuff's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to suck, and it's okay to say it sucks. Um, and you know, you, you go through. And we were very fortunate. You know, we had so many great times with Dad. I mean, a lot of people say he died at 60, 66, 67, and um, so younger than he should have been. But you know, he retired early, and he, him and my mum had time to travel and spend with us. But it still sucks, and that's mm. you know, that's okay. Like. You know, people have it worse, but okay, but it's it still sucks. Yeah. Um and and that's all right. And you know, and while I think I did handle things well because of my dad and my mum and my friends that were there, like I did need help as well, you know, and I'm quite open about talking. I did go and speak to someone professionally. And um was a, a good friend of mine, Hayden. Um, who's a wonderful musician and soundless incredible musician that is Hayden an Thorpe. understatement he's an, yeah. he's the yeah he's the bomb so cool yeah Hay- Hayden Thorpe you can check him out on uh, Spotify um but yeah he, he, we, we went for a walk and we were talking and you know and he said similar things like you know the way you've handled it and you're doing really well and but have you thought about speaking to someone and I was like no I think I'm all right and he said yeah I think you're all right too but have you thought about speaking to someone it's not going to hurt. It's not going to make things worse. And mm. and I think it, getting yourself supported at those times is is so key. Um, and that was massive for me. Um, it, it did help that period after my dad's death and building up to the birth of my daughter and, and after. Um, I did need that bit of guidance and professional guidance and support. And I had so much from from friends. And you know, I was saying before we, we started, but all coming back to that same message of, um, you know, I had so many friends saying, oh, I, I wish I could help and, you know, I can't do anything and feel helpless. And it's like, well, you are helping. You are like, you know, just 
it, it would suck if you weren't there even more. Like it would be so much harder if my friends and stuff weren't texting me, weren't calling me, weren't just sitting there and talking about anything else. It, just having people around you does does help. And just remembering that, like, as I say, you can't fix something, but but you can help. And we do. Yeah. I think it's um, really important. Like grief is oh, an incredible teacher and it's important and it's part of the human experience and the you know it's part of what it is to to live in this crazy universe and uh we have some really strong ideas about it in the west and i think it's really can be really really important to go and get perspective and understanding because it's you know the reason we value life is because it's finite mm. Yeah. You know, you only have to sit and think, well, what would it mean if life just went on and on? Like, like it's, it's a, and like, that's why in Buddhism, you know, you see Buddhist monks, you know, meditating in cemeteries and like talking about like the value and the beauty of death and how they talk about meditating on death every day. And it's like to, to a lot of people in the West, like, oh, why would you want to do something so morbid to, it's joyful to them. Mm. And so it's, um, Yeah. It it is what it is. We pre- we like yeah. to tuck it away in a box, and we like to pretend it doesn't exist over this side. So I think I, we, yeah. we like to pretend that we can move on from grief, and and you can't move on from grief. You know that's the sort of classic mistake people say. You know, it'll get easier. It doesn't get easier. You know, you just you learn to live with it, and you get better at living with it. Um, but yeah, and yeah, and I mean, there's so much of that, like the way I don't think we deal with death particularly well. And, you know, I, I get people and they'll mention my dad and apologize. I'm like, don't, don't apologize. I love talking about my dad. Um, you know, and when we have like his birthday or anything like that, it, it's a, it's a funny old day because you are sad, but you're supposed to be sad, but it's also a good day, you know, where you do think about someone you care about more than normal. It's always a good day. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know that we're quite there yet in society with how we cope with loss and things like that. And I don't think I don't think we embrace it. I think that's the key. I don't think we embrace what's well, some people, a lot of people do. But yeah, I think yeah. For most of us, we think for most of us, we believe that death is something that happens to other people and not mm. us. And we walk around with that idea. And um, you know, these things. Yeah, I mean, me and Ellie talk about this a lot. We talk about how, you know, when you take things and when you don't honour them, when you don't allow them to move through us and we push them down, we often talk about the analogy of a beach ball being pushed under the water. Um, And then we may use things like alcohol or whatever it might be to keep it there. You know, we we don't we don't get the teachings. We don't get to learn because, you know, what's is it the Japanese phrase where they talk about you know the beauty in the kind of the bowl that's been glued back together? Like the whole point is like you're you're at one level we're supposed to be, you know, at one level we're broken. At one level we're like glued back, but but at the deepest level of who we really are, we're untouchable. Like we're before the story. Yeah, it's it's not held in form, and so it's constant and it's unbreakable. So we have to hold this human experience of the emotions of grief and these things that we go through. And at the same time, understand that at a very, very deep level, we are completely unbreakable, untouchable and part that of, of this much bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and it's in reconnecting to basically, if you only have one side of the equation, mm. things can look very dark. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, for sure. Like I know you get a lot of people, a lot of your listeners are here, you know, because they've been on this journey to, 
sort of with alcohol. I mean, without it, but dealing with it. Sure. Um, and yeah, just that was that was actually one of the ways I knew I was going to be all right because um, I'm not teetotal. Um, but and Sam, you were there. I mean, you were there when it all hit home for me. It was that summer. My dad was ill from February. When we were working that month together, mm. that was that was the moment everything kind of dropped in my head and it was like, this isn't going away. You know, I remember coming back from visiting my dad and, and taking him to one of his appointments and, and meeting you in the, the pub in the village and just breaking into tears. Um, but I, I knew I was going to be all right because I, I never hit the bottle. Like, I, I, I never did that. Might have had an occasional drink of something, but um, yeah, and I remember when we got the news early on, um, my wife offered me a drink and I was like, no, no, I'm all right, actually. I'm just going to feel crap um, and, and just feel crap, you know. Um, and it was actually one of the ways I knew because, you know, I know people that have resorted to different ways of coping, including alcohol with things. And fortunately, that wasn't me. Um, and I think it's it's great that it wasn't. But you recognise that potential. And, yeah. I'm not surprised, mate. You're one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever met. Like you can walk into a room and uh, like hanging out with you is like having a hug, dude. Like it's always been like that. And, I, I, um, I would say that I, I've always said the same about you, to be honest. Like the, the way you describe me is the way I describe you to people. Oh, that's good to know. Just, just one of those people that just kind of, yeah, picks you up and um, yeah, you've just got a way of positively impacting people. Well, I would love to know this because, you know, yeah, I have had so many people say to me, and I know, you know, Matt, you know, it's so lovely to have Matt as your manager, or you're, like you're the ultimate boss, man. Like you're so good at what you do. Like people love you, and you're still able to like, you know, do the things you need to do to make things work fucking well. It's amazing. It's such a skill. Where look, I would love to know where do you think your way of looking at things came from? Like, do you is that something that's just always been there? Was there, has there been a shift in you? Where do you think that came from? I think a lot of it came from my mum and dad, if I'm being honest. Um, you've met them. They're, they're ace. I mean, like, you know, everyone loves their parents, but I really like my parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and I don't think everyone would say that. My dad was an incredible manager. Uh, he, he worked quite high. He was very high up in social services was like director for our region and then he went above that and he was just he just knew it he, he had that same thing and my mum was a social worker um working with the elderly and definitely got that through life lessons from them um I think that was a major part of it um always had it at home but also you know through my friends as well like you know I, my, my friends growing up I'm still really close to and I'll be seeing them soon. And um, they're you know, a big group of like lads. And um, you know they like their football and you know going to the pub and stuff like that. But but if you need to have a bit of a cry or you know they're there as well. So I've, I've always been surrounded by that. I don't think it's a coincidence. You know, um, happy, well-rounded people tend to end up knocking around with happy, well-rounded people. That's just how it goes. But I do think a lot of it is come from my upbringing um yeah I, I, I've never had like courses or things like that and you know 
the the world you we met in TEFL, like teaching English as a foreign language, you do meet like in in every industry, you meet a lot of people that are very good at their job, but are not very good at managing people. Um, oh, yeah. And we, I, I, through my qualifications, you know, I'd never had any management training really. So I, I just think I've been fortunate with my upbringing and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't really pick out a moment, you know, certainly not perfect. And I certainly had my moments where I've maybe done or said things that I would have done differently now. But but generally, I, I have been fortunate. I've always got a fairly good read of people um, and I can usually see when something's wrong, um, mm. which comes in handy teaching a lot of teenagers. You know, I can usually see when mm, something's not quite right here. Um, and I don't know what it is. It, I, have no idea but i'm glad i have it that's for sure yes yeah i mean i've never ever seen you put in the kind in the best way like i've never seen you put professionalism over being personal like if you Mm. sense in an instant that someone needs a hug or that something's not right you just go there you it's never and that's so clear to me and people really respect that yeah and uh also it's only only fucking job well yeah (laughs) You know, I love my job I, I, and I, I do care about, especially the kids I teach, but, you know, if I get upset or wound up about something in the staff room, I remember one of my colleagues, it was a little thing, um, just a little annoyance I was going on about. And she said, oh, you know, don't, don't like carry this with you. I'd, I'd hate you to like end up leaving. We really like you. It was lovely. And I said, oh, I, I can't tell you how little I think about these things outside of work. <laughs> Like, honestly, I'm so lucky with that. It's just like, oh, okay, 3.30, done. I mean, if, if there's something wrong with one of the kids that I, I teach, it's a different thing. But, like, you know, we had it at the summer school and, you know, there was there was, uh, there was a situation. Actually, that summer when, when I was, you know, going through it and we had, like, a massive inspection and stuff and, and one of the team members was struggling and she was just exhausted. And, like, the best interest of the summer school would have been, like, get her through the summer we need the staff and I was just like if if it's better for you to quit you should absolutely quit like you know it's just a job at the end of the day more people need to remember that you know nobody nobody's lying on the deathbed going wish I'd work more Saturdays exactly exactly yeah and and I and I admit I'm I'm fortunate enough to have that attitude you know I'm financially I'm not rich but I'm secure um, and I know not everyone is in that position where, you know, people are very reliant on their work. But if you can be, yeah, switch off. So important. It is. The thing is, dude, security, it never comes from outside of us. It doesn't come from that. There's so many people that are exceedingly rich, but they're not wealthy. They feel mm-hmm. poor, right? It's you i feel i don't know i sense in you that you know it's okay even when things are tough even when it hurts even when things are difficult like it's it's going to be okay because i think you know intuitively that you're connected to something really deep yeah um and that's and that connection it's so apparent it's so apparent and um that's what hit with that video that you made when I yeah. watched it, I was like, this is like, I know you so well. I was like, but this is the best of you. I was like, this is such ah. a great expression because there's so many people that haven't picked up their phone and done that. And mm. the reason you did it is just because you were like, I've just seen, you know, you did it just because it made sense to you in the moment because your yeah. understanding of how life works 
was is took you to that point and um i want to honor that i think it's beautiful and i think it would have impacted so many people um i've had had a few messages um definitely about it and yeah no i'm I'm glad you know i just put it on my own facebook and i didn't didn't really think too much about it but yeah i'm glad i'm really glad i did it you know it's just you know hearing you say it as well ellie like just Mm. knowing that maybe if someone's having a bit of a bad day that's helped a bit is, is great um but yeah and we need to do that you know it's that classic thing um people tend to be most vocal when they're annoyed or not happy and mm. need to kind of try and shift that a bit you know um, oh yeah i was actually speaking with um this lady who stayed with us and she's looking at trying to get her son into a school in poland She's like, oh, the, the schools have all got terrible reviews. I'm like, have you ever left a positive review for a school? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, who's doing that? I haven't. I mean, occasionally <laughs> for a restaurant or a cafe, but like generally, like I wouldn't even cross my mind to review a school unless I was super annoyed. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think we just need more of that. Generally, more people coming out and saying, hey, this, this is all right. This is good. This is positive, mm-hmm. which is something you guys do so well. Um, you know, we need more podcasts, more, but just conversations as well. Just saying, you know what? Yeah, sucks. But this was really good today. So mm. yeah, it's it's so important. Um, there's, the, the, there's there's two there's two threads for me. There's the the connectedness and this this point that we are all deeply connected. And this is really this whole conversation has started from something that's quite simple but then that the, the connection and the connections that have been made and like and we're, we're never even going to see it all it's like it's mm. it, it's mind-blowing so it's that connection and, and and the question that Sam asked you about um your emotional intelligence and where you know your essence comes from and it was really interesting for me when you said that both your parents were in social work there's this there's this thread of service mm. And to be of service to others, like I know of nothing better than to be of service to others. And so that and the the connectedness, like if if, if everybody in the world was more conscious of their connectedness and and of prioritizing being of service to others, what a wonderful, I mean, it's already a wonderful place, but you know, I mean, it just, it, it dwarfs all of this crap that's going on. You know, we, we need more hamster stories, mm. you know, like the, just, I, and I can still remember that just list like exactly how I felt the first time I heard you speak and the hamster. And it's like that, that tingly sensation all through my body. And, and that, that is the difference that, that people can make to one another in, in our lives. Yeah. And definitely what be better than that. And I think to do it, people need to be more okay with saying, hey, I've done this thing that was actually really good, you know, yes. to someone else. Yeah. Because yeah. we do have that. Like, you know, I, I was aware when I was making the video in, in my own head, it was like, oh, you know, don't, don't talk about things you've done. Talk about things other people have done. But actually, maybe, you know, I should be saying, giving yourself a pat on the back's all right. It's, it's really okay. And, and I've seen that I'm part of a whole bunch of these, like, Facebook support groups for for helping Ukrainian people come into the country, and some someone put a thing up of like a picture of 
I can't remember what it was, but a picture of them and, you know, this smiling Ukrainian family that they'd taken into the home. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, I obviously asked if I could post this picture. And some people were like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be doing this to just get a pat on the back. I'm like, but it's OK to have a pat on the back. It's all right. Like, if we don't do that, then we don't share the good things that we're doing. And mm. that's really important, too. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's never comfortable being, well, for a lot of people, myself included, it's it's weird to be praised. Mm. but you know what's really interesting because there's been a number of occasions where Sam or I have talked to like how marvelous we think you are and each time you've you've just very graciously said thank you (laughs) I mean what what do you you know it's what do you say I mean I don't think I I I don't think I'm anything special but people I care about think I am and that's lovely um Mm. and you know, I think there's an awful lot of people like me out there. Um, and I think probably, I would guess probably everyone listening is quite a lot like me um, in a lot of ways. And don't get me wrong, I have my I have my downsides. I can get my wife in and she'll, she'll, she'll <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, we're doing it. That's the podcast part two. Yeah, absolutely. it can be the outtakes. But um, have to get the balance. You know, I, uh... I can be grumpy and, and, you know, I can be multiple people in, in some ways. Um, but yeah. But it's okay to 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 kind of acknowledge and and I know I'm a, a good person like and, and that's I'm pleased I'm pleased I, I ple- I'm pleased I am and I'm pleased I know I am um, mm. but yeah but don't get me wrong the, the the will be people that have met me and experienced me in a very different way you know there have been people that have met me on a bad day and I've you know flipped them off when I'm driving and if they ever saw me again be like oh that, that bloody asshole. Um, <laughs> So in their heads, I'm an asshole, and that's all right. Um, I know I'm. I know I'm not most of the time, but sometimes I am. You know, we have these multiple perspectives of us going around. But I think, you know, it's okay. It's, you can. You're all. What is it they say? You're always the villain in someone's story, aren't you? And, mm. Yeah. There's, there's just this. Sorry to interrupt you again. There's oh, just this, like um, this great thing about integration. Like you were saying earlier on about like it's supposed to be hard. Mm. And we have parts of us and they're all okay. Mm. And th- this this is the richness of uh, an embodied experience. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Completely. And I think so often, I don't know, there's a lot of these sort of like well-being approaches where I don't think we necessarily embrace like that things should be hard sometimes. Mm. And I, I think there's there's a lot that aren't like that, but there are a lot that are, you know. And the, I, I read a book; it was all right. Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm sure, people have have read it. It was all right. Um, but he made made those points as well. And like, you know, we're constantly being told that things shouldn't be hard, things should be easy. You know, and it's like, well, that's not reality actually. So yeah, and just as you say, integrating that into to who you are and as a whole. And like you were saying, Sam, about the, the, the Japanese art and like being cracked and fitted back together. And that 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 struck home for me. Like if you zoom in on yourself, you're going to find cracks. Mm, but mm. you zoom out and you are this nice, beautiful whole thing. Um, I think the... Um... The way many people view it is that like on the path to awakening or whatever, like there's the, the end place is this like peaceful, serene space where you're never angry. And <clears throat> I think it's 
it's wise action. Like every feeling, every thought, every action is valid in some context. Like I'm not going to tell people to go around punching people in the face, but there's plenty of contexts, uh, contexts where it could be a good idea. Like mm. if we're threatened or it's not, the issue is when we, when we have a story in between, well, like if our wisdom is telling us do this thing and it's coming from connection and intuition and like that can be really powerful but once we get a story in there about it's not okay to feel this thing people like me don't feel like this like you know you're judging yourself or that stuff that funky stuff gets in the way and then like then you end up in a right old mess so Mm. I agree with you like it's about entering things in their totality so you know I don't think even the I think the Buddha would have been pretty happy to have been like angry in some circumstances about something but he would have been in it, in it in its totality, so it would have been a wise action. It wouldn't yeah. have been based on, you know, seeing the world differently. It would have been based on how seeing things as they are. And um, yeah, that, like it reminds me of a of a story, like my favorite story. Although I hope I don't cock this one up, that the Buddha like goes to a town and uh, he's sat there and he's uh, he's giving a sermon. Uh, he's like talking and there's got crowds and crowds of people there. And like, everyone's like listening to him and they're kind of like really tuned into what he's got to say. And there's this one guy and he's like sat by a tree. He's really pissed off. And he's like heckling him. He's like, why are you here? Why are you here in our village? Get out. And he kind of like, he doesn't, doesn't pay attention to him. And like, he keeps, keeps telling his story. And then he's like, Hey, Hey, why are you here? Why are you here? And like this guy gets more and more aggravated. He stands up and he starts walking towards him and he starts calling it, like giving him all this abuse, giving him all of this abuse. And um, he like stops talking and he looks at this guy with a lot of love and he says, dude, if you give someone a present and they refuse to take it, who does the present belong to? And the guy goes, "Uh, well, me. He's like... I don't accept your anger. I don't accept your pain and your like, and you know, it's not mine. It's not mine to hold. And in that moment, like he like cut through to the trick, like of like giving something back that he didn't want. Like we don't have to take things on. And at the same time, holding, allowing something to move through us in its totality and owning it is kind of the other side of that coin. And in learning to do both of those things, to not enroll in something that we don't own and to own something that we have an idea that, oh, I'm not supposed to feel like this. Once we start to get to grips with that, we start to become really emotionally intelligent and connected with who we really are, which is really powerful. And uh, I think you're connected to that, man. I think you've probably got some really... uh, Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Definitely more connected than than I used to be. I'm just going to turn on the light because I'm an hour ahead of you. Shoot, shoot, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, it's getting late. Well, look, I was gonna, I was gonna say to you, like, we didn't even talk about this, but like, I, you know, let's like plug some stuff, dude, because like, yeah, like this. Normally, we, you know, we might chat about booze and stuff like that. This is a really different conversation, and you've got mm-hmm. some super cool stuff going on. To me, like the stuff you're doing with your Instagram, oh and, yeah, you know, you're always doing something new. So share it. Tell people where they can find that. Yeah, um, um, it's awesome. So the Instagram. Uh, is- at book naked which is which is a pun on book naked which absolutely nobody gets um <laughs> and it's basically me talking about the books i've read or the multiple multiple books i've bought i'm cutting down on my purchasing um at the moment it, i'm not doing a huge amount on there apart from sharing 
bits and pieces about what's going on here. Uh, but it's been great. It's been a really, really lovely thing. Um, so I started it really just to keep myself reading. I've always read a reasonable amount. And I was like, right, I'm going to I'm going to aim to read a book a week uh, in 2021 and actually read it was over 100 books last year. Um, and, it, and a big part of it was being on there and talking about the books. But I've made like real life connections. You know, this is how I ended up meeting um, the, the second group of Ukrainians that, that came and, and the hamster. Um, I've got a friend over in Texas, uh, Chronic Reads who's an absolute dude and we send each other like Polish Texas care packages. So he sends me like these incredible like Texan foods, like jalapenos and sauces. And I send him like pickled mushrooms and and mad (laughs) stuff from Poland and then books as of course. And yeah, it's just, it's just been great. And like a bunch of people in the UK, not even going to mention them all, but like, yeah, I've been, you know, really reaching out to people through that. And I've made, real life friends I'm going to be meeting hopefully a couple of them very soon when I'm over in the UK been invited to one guy's wedding and yeah it's just just been been fantastic and it just I I I wasn't expecting it at all just thought I'll have a few followers and just be a place to record the books I've read and you know go on about it but yeah I mean I'm not like a a massive influencer but got a couple of thousand followers and and yeah and I really enjoy it it's a really quite a nice space really um, and end up doing all sorts and, and other than that I don't think I'm doing much else new at the moment um, yeah going to apart, boxing that's that's been fun apart from driving over the Ukrainian border and, and uh, yeah, not, around yeah yeah <laughs> that, not that over that the border not over the border my, well, my wife wouldn't that would no way but, <laughs> that's um, not okay yeah. But no yeah yeah obviously did that as well and um, yeah that was yeah I mean been super busy with that not really had much time um because yeah it's just it's just constant uh on the facebook groups i mean it's constant oh looking for a house looking for a flat looking for a job looking for i don't know a crib or a bed or this or that and but generally they are getting answered very quickly but it's, it makes it very hard to switch off um and especially when you have success so um i shared uh, a, a post someone was looking for accommodation in Torun which Sam knows well, is, is quite far from me. Um, it's about uh, four or five hours in the car. But we know some people there, uh, Glenn and Connor, and I shared it and tagged them. They shared it, and that's how someone got a house, uh, which is amazing. But it, it also makes it super hard to turn off because you're like, well, if I can do that yeah. all the way up there, then you know I should be more active and more active. So, yeah, so it's, it's full on um, at the minute, but... And it will be, I think, for 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 a bit of time. Sure. But but that's okay. Um, you know, I've got that. It can be full on for a couple of months, and then I've got baby number two coming. So, um, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so another another girl. So it'll be our second daughter. Um, which will be fun. So yeah, really really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, be nice. Um, so yeah. So I don't think I've got much else to plug. Um. But yeah, just teaching and awesome, that's about man. It, really, but yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, dude. Like oh, it's uh, absolute pleasure. It's been yeah. been great. I've, you know, as I say, I've been listening, and you know, from listening, I felt obviously know you super well, Sam. But I already felt like I knew you a bit as well, Ellie. And yeah, it's it's really nice to be on and, and 
especially at this time, be able to talk about what's going on and what, what we're seeing over here. Um, I will say, um, if any anyone's like listening and, and wants to know about how they could help out in Poland, um, I'm happy to like send links or whatever. And you know, if you comment under, I guess you'll be posting this on Facebook and stuff. Sure. You know, just send it my way. Um, mm -hmm. And and of course, if anyone knows anyone in Ukraine who's heading to Poland, you can you can link me and you know I'll try and help where I can. So yeah, um, feel free. Um, to, to pass on my details yeah you're amazing Absolutely thank you very amazing. much yeah you guys are too cheers thank man. you <laughs> um i'm very much looking forward to seeing a picture of the hamster yeah, uh, and it, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got to have a hamster picture and um please please look after yourself as well um, of course i really appreciate everything you're doing thank you so much thanks, thanks very much guys it's bad what a wonderful and moving discussion and uh, I feel so privileged to have Matt as one of my close mates and uh, we've been such a support for each other so it's so wonderful to hear him speaking in a way that I know will help other people as well. So uh, please reach out and let us know how you found the uh, the podcast, things that you resonated with and uh, and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, like if you if you want to come and find out, you know, more fun, interesting stuff, come and join the Facebook group. It's uh, it's growing. There's loads of cool stuff going going on. We're going live, doing live Q&As in there, doing like live little surprise coaching, mentoring things. Like it's, uh, it's good fun and uh, it's got a really good vibe. So uh, if you're looking for a tribe full of uh, full of positivity, that's where we are. Come find us. See you next week.